I'm Garrett Frommy, founder and CEO of IDC Woodcraft, a CNC router bit supply company for you and your CNC router. And I'd like to welcome you to this part two of a 10-part series of podcasts about how to find your niche for your CNC business. This episode is a continuation of mentoring with our CNC sister router owner, Kate Tucker, who has tried to start a business with her CNC machine and a business in general with Rise and Shine wood signs and has always struggled. And she finally approached me and asked me for some guidance and we decided that we were going to publicly do mentoring. I will mentor her. It'll be public. And that's what you're listening to. So we did this on YouTube live and now it's in a podcast. So let's preface this episode two and the grand scheme of what these episodes are about. If you want to start a CNC business and you've never had business experience before, business mindset is different from general mindset, if you will. Meaning if you're someone who has been an employee and you've decided you want to start a CNC business and you haven't had the business experience to understand the dynamics on the business end of doing any kind of business, then you're going to struggle because we operate generally from the consumer perspective and we can't do that when we're a business owner. As a business owner, we have to narrow our products down to a specific area. In other words, kind of specialize. A lot of people have trouble with this because they want to sell to everyone. And in the business world, we have a saying, a very important saying. If you're trying to sell to everyone, then you're selling to no one. In other words, if you're just making stuff thinking it's going to work and you're just trying different platforms like Facebook or YouTube or Instagram and craft shows and stores and you're going all over the place, you're not going to have a good solid rhyme or reason or be able to build a good foundation for your business to start from. That's one thing which uh, you'll f- you will find out in this episode, but we've talked about in the last episode as well, the first episode that we did. And by the way, these episodes are in order. If you've not listened to episode one, you should go back and listen to that first. That will be linked in the description of this podcast. Now, the the idea of a niche is you specialize in a certain type of product or project that you're presenting to the market and you specialize it or, or present it where the market's going to be at. But you have to know what you're going to present first. Now, for example, let's say we have a CNC creator who makes American flags that are military-oriented. That's very niched down, and that person can get a good grip on the type of person that they want to market to. The importance of niching is that you can understand the psychology of that market, and you're not trying to understand the psychology of the entire world. That's too complicated. Take, for example, me, I'm a Jeep Wrangler owner. And so there's a certain uh, group that loves Jeep Wranglers and they're very passionate about it. Think about something that you love, maybe fishing or hunting or cooking or whatever it may be. These are specialties that you have a passion for. That's where you can niche into. You understand the emotions behind it 
and you can make projects that are geared towards those particular emotions and you can speak to the marketplace that's also emotionally engaged in that whatever it may be. This is very, very important because if you don't have a niche in your business, then your business will struggle. That's a promise. That's a bona fide guarantee. It's not a promise. It's a guarantee. It's just the way it is. For me, for me, for example, I built a business on CNC router bits. That's my niche. CNC router bits for the person who owns a CNC router at home. But also I teach business as well. So I have two niches, but I had to specialize in one first, get really good at it, get a successful business going, to work with the marketplace to give them what they wanted, things like that. And this is why you want to build a niche. So you, as somebody who may not understand this concept, coming from, the, from an employee world and trying to start a business, this episode is really important, but you won't get it without the foundation of the first episode. We have 10 episodes of this whole mentoring thing because business is a very important thing and I want you to succeed in your business. And the only way to succeed is if you start working into the business mindset. Very different from other mindsets. So just before we get into this, I just want to apologize for the audio. On my end, there's a little crackly, but the message is still the same. Let's start talking to Kate and help you start building a successful CNC business. Let's go. Hello, my CNC brothers and sisters. I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, and I'd like to welcome you to a a discussion with one of our CNC sisters, Kate Tucker, who has been working to get a CNC business going and has been struggling with it, like many CNC router owners struggle with as they try to get their business going and i figure she was we were on the phone and i figured she if she can be asking the questions she's asking me on the phone that this is good to be asking publicly if she was willing and kate was willing to to uh, open herself up to try to figure this out with her CNC business. And the whole point of this thing is to not just give her guidance and mentoring into how to get her business going in the right direction, but to help others like you if you were trying to start a CNC business as well. And to understand what mentoring is about and what you should expect from mentoring when it comes to, to getting the guidance from, from someone who, who will guide you. One of the things I want to share with with business mentoring, it's mentoring is not a friendship by any means. Mentoring is if you want to grow your CNC business and you find yourself struggling or stuck and not really or and feet want to throw in the towel. You need to find a mentor. And the mentor that you want to find is somebody who who has already succeeded in in any in some form of business that understands how to grow a business. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the business that that you are doing, but someone who who just understand who's achieved some success that you want to achieve. And so uh, Kate and I have made friends over the last year, and she has helped me with some things. And so we kind of talk back and forth. And so uh, so. What we're going to be doing 
just to reiterate for those who uh, have just jumped in, we are going to talk CNC business. And one of the things I find most of the time when it comes to those who try to get into business don't really understand how to think when it comes to business. And so they struggle. And what I want to do, if you've seen some of the videos I've created, is to give guidance on how to develop a business. But really, when it comes down to business, not just CNC business, but any business, it all starts up in here. You have to be that business person and start to understand the mindset of business. Business is not is very different from being an employee, very different thinking. And so that's what I really try to help uh, help you understand the the mindset that you have to take on and um, the effort that you have to put in when especially when you get started. So let's see we got um, oh Tammy, sorry, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that comes that there you go. I got my eyes bugging out on me, so I'm not seeing things as good as I want. Hey, we got a uh, Harold, and um, all right, Pete. Okay, so we're gonna bring Kate on. <clears throat> She's gonna introduce herself, and then we're gonna start talking about uh, some of the challenges. So this is Kate. Say hello, Kate. Hi. How is everybody tonight? So Kate is a CNC sister. She has herself a Onefinity journeyman, and she has been uh, spending the last year learning how to do this stuff and also has the entrepreneurial spirit in her, wants to make a go of it, and got, has a passion for it, right? That's the first thing that you have to have is just that passion that I'm going to achieve something, and it's going to be mine. I'm going to create it myself. And so she's got that fire under her tush. And uh, uh, <clears throat> Kate, why don't you uh, just give your little two-minute elevator uh, introduction of who you are and where you're at right now, and then let's kind of dive into to this, what we're going to be talking about tonight, which is zeroing in on what your market would be and how to find the right market for you and not just for you, but for the other creators who are watching this. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so my name is Kate Tucker. I have been running my CNC for about a year now. Uh, like Garrett said, I have a Onefinity Journeyman X50. I've been very happy with it. Um, when I first came into CNC, I had zero experience with a CNC. Honestly, I learned all of my, like 90% of the techniques that I've learned is from Garrett's videos and YouTube. And over that period of time, I've gained a lot of knowledge about the CNC and graphic design and things like that. Um, I had a little bit of graphic design background experience in creating vectors um, for um, previous programs that I had used, but now I feel like I'm pretty advanced just in using Vectric. Um, that's the program I use mostly and I really like it. And along with that, I've also dabbled with epoxy. So I've done quite a few epoxy projects, clocks, signs. Um, I've started into some 3D carvings and yeah, there's a lot. So as you can see, I am in desperate need of a mentor and that's why I have Garrett in my corner to help me navigate this very tricky business entrepreneurial entrepreneurial way of life mm -hmm. okay all right cool so so you you you've started a craft business before that and then now you're getting into business the cnc and you've made some projects and you made lots of projects in lots of different yes. spaces and i found yourself starting to lose some hair over it all right and <laughs> yeah. so so, so 
So just before we popped on, you you said that you had a question that you wanted to ask, and I, I thought it was a really good question. So why don't you bring that question up? Because this is really about finding where you're going and and how to get there. So so what's what's your question that you had written now? Uh, so my question is, so I have taken the time to build a website. I have built an Etsy store. I have taken the time to build up my social media. I have um, YouTube, like actual YouTube videos that take an enormous amount of time. I've started posting on YouTube shorts. I have Pinterest, um, TikTok. Oh my gosh, Instagram, Facebook business. I have them all and hundreds of hours of work and I'm still struggling to find that right niche of where I need to be so I can have more consistent sales. Okay. Because I'm I'm not I'm not getting what I want right now even though I'm putting in all of this work. All right. Okay. So so it's a really good question. Um, so in the social media space, I, I always recommend people to get in the social media space once they understand their, their, where they're going to go when they're CNC business. Right. And what social media platforms you're going to specialize on. Right. So the first thing you just said is, uh, you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different things that you are putting energy towards right yes. and that's the first red flag that i got was because what's that what that's telling me and correct me if i'm wrong is you're trying lots of different platforms right you're just throwing mud at the wall at each one and hoping that something bites and and you feel like maybe none yeah. of them are biting right <laughs> so right that's exactly so, how i feel right so the first thing is is to back up and and think about what you truly want to do in your business that you think is going to light your fire, right? At the beginning, it's not always easy to figure that out, right? It, it's just, you know, we, we get into it and we don't know exactly what we want to go after. Um, and so we do a lot of let's make this, let's make that, let's make this. One of the things I say is always get yourself out in the space where the closer people see you, right? Your personal Facebook. To get that out there. However, if you're going into business, yes. your Facebook should no longer be personal, even your personal Facebook, right? When it comes, the first thing to understand is social media has two sides, right? It has the, 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 hey, the look what I made kind of side, you know, look at my, my, my the, the dinner I'm eating tonight kind of stuff, right? That it, it's, here's my day, here's, here's my, my special moment. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, YouTube, all that is built based on connecting the consumer to business, right? So you have to pull yourself over. If you really want to drive a business and get a successful business, one of the hardest things that you have to do that I had to do was let go of my personal identity that I was putting out there, right? In, in social media. Okay. I, does that make sense? In other words, yes. everything in my social media identifies me as Garrett with IDC Woodcraft now. I went through my entire Facebook history and I dumped a whole bunch of stuff, right? So that's, that's just yeah. one of the things is to look at your social media as a business platform, right? Rather than okay. um, think about 
think about his business. The reason you're struggling on this is because you're not seeing it for its business aspect. Okay, that's what I'm grabbing okay. out of this. Yeah, I see that. So if you don't mind, can I ask a quick question in regards to that? Yeah. So I have obviously my personal Facebook and I have my business Facebook and I'm posting on my regular Facebook profile um, like, you know, family and stuff like that. And then my business, I post on it, but then I share it to my personal. How do you okay. feel about that? Is that? But, no, that's, that's okay. Still that's in that okay. realm of things. Yeah. So your Facebook is private, correct? Your personal Facebook? Right. Okay. Right. So you keep it that way. That's okay. You have a business Facebook account and then work with that. But one of the things here is you, you're trying lots of different platforms. You have to back up and say, what market do you want to serve, right? Do you want to sell projects? Uh, you've got the, a certain uh, thing that I've told you about before that now now you, you've gained a lot of skill. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and there's two things you can do as a CNC creator. Is number one, you can make products, right, for other people, right? You make your flags, you make your, your things, whatever. I see a lot of people making them, whatever they make, and then they get out to the craft shows online and they sell them. The other part is education. When you build it, when you develop the skill, you've got something that other people are looking for, right? And okay. so, so that's something to kind of look at is where's your heart going to fill up at? Is it going to fill up at making cool projects and, and getting them out there? Or is it going to fill up at helping others, being able to help a lot more people? You know, that's a, that's a really tricky question for me to answer because my heart is always in giving back and helping people and teaching other entrepreneurs how to do what I do because I know exactly where I was and man, I was on YouTube like furious trying to find all of the latest videos and trying to, you know, figure out how to do these projects. And it was so rare that I would find a really good YouTuber that knew exactly what they were doing and how to walk me through from the beginning all the way to the end. And that's why I kind of latched onto your videos because I was so invested because you really did help me from start to begin start to finish mm -hmm. so i think education would be i guess the right answer giving back helping people and helping them help others mm -hmm. okay so so the, the, there's a there's a thing here you know we, we, because you like to make stuff too i do there's a bit of a there's a bit of a trade-off Right. Okay. The, the first part of the trade-off is is you don't get to make <laughs> nearly as much stuff because a lot more of your energy is put into uh, uh, zeroing that challenge. What was the challenge that other people are having? That's the same one that I saw over and over and over again, right? And then you're a female and you're what forty, right? Right around there. No. Right. So mm, less. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm 38. I'm that's fine. I'm 38. Okay. Okay. Very, very so, proud to be 38. All right. All right. Uh, so, so th there's, if, if you really need to think hard about this and say, this is the direction I'm going to go because you have to intentionally let go of the, of being a creator as much as of a creator as you've been. 
Well, let me ask this. Is there a fine line between being a, an, a creator and being an educator? Can I there, still do both? You can still do both. So there's another there's another aspect. Of, yes, you can still do both. Right. It's just a matter of how you spend the time to do each thing. Because what you'll what you'll find is if you're teaching other people and mm -hmm. they start engaging with you, you put out a couple of YouTube videos recently, by the way, Kate, uh, what I is have. your YouTube channel? Uh, just rise and shine wood signs. OK. All right. So I will link that in the in the description of this video after it's done on YouTube. Um, and you've had some engagement there, right? And people have asked questions. Yes. What kind of, yeah. what kind of engagement? So that kind of implies that there are people out there that are saying, I'm looking for the same information. <laughs> and, hey, wait, you know something here, right? And yeah. It's, it's, so it's I had of... some people asking about, um, so I did these really incredibly intricate little bitty letters. Um, I was commissioned to do a big sign for um, a client and she had her daughter who had won national championship gymnastics team and they were like are those lasered or are those cnc and i was like no those are cnc i'm a cnc -er through and through um but it was the 1 16th inch end mill and they were just like man that's incredible i can't believe that little bitty bit did that and how did it work and how did you know i was just like wow i didn't think that you know this little dinky bit would create so much so many questions mm -hmm. okay <clears throat> um so. yeah yeah, you'll you'll notice too if you've watched enough YouTube, right? There's some people that just create videos that just show you them making this stuff. They don't teach, they don't dialogue, and it's just like kind of cool to sit yes. there and watch them, right? It There's, is, but at the same yeah. time, you're like, how did you do that? That's so cool. I want to learn, and they don't they don't teach you. Hey, I wanted to stop this podcast for just a moment to ask you a question. First of all, before I ask you, you know that feeds and speeds are really important for your router bits. If the feeds and speeds are set too high, you can burn up your bits. If they're set too low, you can break them or cause damage to your CNC router. So the question is, when you have gone searching for feeds and speeds data on a computer, how easy was that to find? Well, it's not easy. You would think that CNC router bit companies would make this information available to you because it's necessary. But it just seems that they don't. IDC Woodcraft has changed the game on that one. I have put out an app for your cell phone. It's called the IDC Woodcraft CNC router bit app. And what it has is all the feeds and speeds for all the CNC router bits that are out there and for a lot of different materials. So if you're wondering what they are, you simply go into the app, click a couple buttons to get to the specific router bit, and there's all the data. Plus it has all the technical specs for the bits, and if you're working metric or imperial, you can select that as well. And it has the different dial settings for the different trim routers. So it's a very convenient tool. And one of the other things that I have added to that is uh, when you go to search for router bits to go purchase one, there's lots of steps you have to do on a computer. You can get your router bit directly through the app. When you go to the bit, you simply buy that, uh, click the buy now button, and there you go. So that app is free to you as a CNC user, a CNC brother or sister. 
you might as well get that directly on your phone. It's super, super convenient. You don't have to go to your computer for any of your router bit information. It's right there on your phone. Down in the description of this podcast is a link, two links actually, one for Apple and one for Android. Why don't you go on down there now and get that app on your phone. You'll have that information right in your phone and you don't have to go to your computer again. All right, let's get back to this podcast. When it comes back to business, the whole idea of what you want to start doing, right, is you want to do something that you're passionate about. At the same time, you want to generate a decent income from it. Yeah, of course. Right? Because if you're not wanting to generate income, you're not in business, right? You're in a hobby. That's exactly what my dad says to me all the time. If you're if you're just doing it and you're not making any money, it's called a hobby. Right. Like, thanks, Dad. Right. Yep. So so um, so in business, so you know, one of the things when it comes to that is how do you monetize either side, right? If you're making projects, then you know how to monetize. You're making a physical product. On the other side, right. it's education. It's more intellectual. Yes. All right. My... And, and Go ahead. Uh, take, it takes more thought, more awareness of what the market is asking. Yes. There's a lot more people out there looking for know-how than there are people who are looking to buy projects. All right. Yeah, and if boy, you can share that's, it, that's a really, that like really just, ugh, just like really resonates with me. I can't like, I don't know why that hit me so hard, but it, it's so true. Because there are so many people making projects, but teaching and learning is like nine tenths of the battle. I feel like mm-hmm. so, the self education market is is growing exponentially, and it's going to become one of the biggest markets out there. Uh, it's okay. it's a multi billion dollar market right now. Right, I'm in I believe it. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so before we go on, let's see if there's a. Uh, um, a couple of comments here, questions or anything like that. So, uh, for those watching, uh, you, you can always ask a question and, and we'll yeah. pop in there here and there. And then, um, never guess a woman's age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, 19 Yost that is 40 and going bald. Uh, bear claw. Providing the right content to the public on social media is valued. Yeah, and we'll, we'll come back to that because what you want to do di- will dictate what platform you go on. And then you let the other platforms go until you get really, really good at that platform. Uh, okay. Let's see, Mark asked, do you need a seller's permit to sell on Etsy? No, no, anybody can sell on Etsy. They've got a bit of a, uh, a thing you got to fill out, but you can go on Etsy as a sole proprietor, which is basically just you. Um, in that case, what I do know, it's sole proprietorship that you are liable. And, you know, if, if you're in a business where it can uh, affect uh, the safety of other people and you're sole proprietor and, and people come back to you, they can take your house. Right. That's why you want to have at least an LLC. But on Etsy, not really. Right. It's it. You don't have to have you don't have to prove yourself for that. But Etsy does report to big enough that 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 the government has made them uh, report people's income. So you do have to give your social uh, to yeah. them and what have you. Yep. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you're you're a bit more into Etsy than I am. 
Uh, so, I mean, I just have a few files on Etsy, but uh, am I yeah. off target? No, no. So you can either choose your sole proprietorship, like you said, or they have um, an LLC. And if you do have an LLC set up, they have a place for your um, tax ID number for you to be able to put that in there. Then they have the whole process of verifying that you have to upload your documents to make sure that you're verified with, you know, the government and everything's on the up and up. Um, just because, you know, that's their job, too. They have to watch their backs as well as business owners. Um, so 19 is Etsy the place to start enormous amount of competition. Uh, do you want to take that or do you want me to take it? Uh, I will share a little bit of my thoughts on that after you talk. Okay. What your um, thoughts are, your experience with Etsy and how the success or non-success, whatever. Well, I would say I've had some success on Etsy, um, not a ton. I've had more success from Etsy, um, like kind of people have gone over to check out my website and I've had more success on my website. But I will say if you have a really unique product, you really have to be very on key and on target with your keywords and with your titles because they say if you're not in the first like few pages of Etsy, you may be like page 10,000. So photographs are key with Etsy, titles, keywords, descriptions, all of those things take a huge uh, factor on Etsy. Also, you have to remember that they also take a percentage. So if you are, say, you know, you want to sell your, let's just use a round number. Let's say you want to use $30 for, you know, a set of coasters you have to make sure that you want to include free shipping because free shipping is really huge with Etsy sellers. That's like one of the things you want to do. Um, so you want to make sure that that price is included plus any fees um, that Etsy is charging you when you make that sale. So all of that has to be included in the price. Um, there are a lot of really good opportunities on Etsy. So don't discount that, but take the time to set up your banners, take the time to set up your profile pictures, if you're going to do an Etsy store, um, don't do it half-butted. Do it like with your whole heart and like it would be your storefront. Because when you go to tell your friends about it or your family and then they go to look at it and they're like, this looks like very unprofessional. You know, that speaks about you. So you want to make sure that whatever you're re projecting onto your Etsy store is a reflection of what you are and what your business is. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I will reiterate what Kate just said as far as images, keywords, and the other thing I will say is you want to zero in on something specific. I've seen way too many Etsy stores. They had a widget and a widget, and, a, and, a, and a, a, they just have way too many things that are too spread out. One of the things in business is, is if, if, a, if you don't express clarity to your customer what you do, Right, you're going to confuse the customer and the customer is going to walk away. Okay, People want clarity. When they have clarity, yes. they buy from you. So basically what I'm saying is, is your products need to center around a specific item, a niche. Like, And I always say American yes. flags, right? American flags never, ever go out of style. Right, and so you, true. Can, you can make those and, and make, a, make your Etsy site American flag. Your images are key. All your images, look at what other people do and look at what they 
don't do in our images, right? What would make your images stand out, right? And then the keywords are your key. Now, the other thing with Etsy is, yes, you are in the storefront with all the competitors. So when your stuff comes up, so is all your competitors. It's an okay place to start. Uh, don't expect lightning fast success like any business. Business does not happen lightning fast. The get rich quick thing, the idea is you, you can't have that. You have to work that out, right? If you're, yes. So I'm going to do it there and I'm going to do it really quickly. You have to understand how the online markets work, right? They work through SEO and you have to think, always, always think from your customer's perspective, right? It's not, yes. the customer doesn't care about you. What you think is cool, let the market tell you what they want. Right, so and this comes back to to you, Kate. Is um, if, if you want to teach, you can create stuff at the same time, right? It's okay. It, it, it the, the idea, yeah, it right. Like you're you're a woman, and we've talked, and you know you're 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 dealing with kids and and a husband who's working all the time, and you're like, you know, I want my thing now, right? And you know that there are a lot of women <laughs> in your in your in your age bracket who are feeling the same way, right? So yeah, that 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 story is something that you share in your you know you kind of th weave it throughout your 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 social media, your YouTube, whatever. Because people are going to okay. relate to you, right? That's going, they're going to say, oh, man, she's feeling just like I am, right? The more we become vulnerable, the, it kind of gives them permission to say, I, I'm allowed to feel like that. Yeah. All right. Instead of feeling guilty from not feeling like that. Um, and, but if you want to teach, right, then, then YouTube is the place to do it. Because like you, right, they are looking right. on YouTube. To find a way to, to the people there's a customer journey right the customer journey is they 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 have an awareness right there's something right. to bother them right and then they zero in on on something that's discovery mode right so zero in the cnc routers right and then you go into the research mode right i, I want to do this <laughs> now you start researching yes. it and and then you dive in and then you go into the learning mode right it, it's the, that's the the the, the chopped off version of it but yeah and so the idea is if you're going to teach people teach them understand this journey and you want to nail them at the very beginning of the journey you want to catch okay. them there because if you can catch them there and understand that journey and over time create youtube content that takes them through that journey you will have them as you know in in your in your market base if you will all right. Okay. And the idea is then how do you monetize behind that, right? As a business owner. Yes, that is going to be, I guess that's my main question. So, okay, so let's take you for instance. When I started watching your videos, you, like we would watch the simple projects. I think it was like two intertwined hearts and you showed the vectors and you said, okay, here's this file that you can go and buy. I was like, okay, well, that's great. I will go and buy the file. So now I know how to do it. Or mm -hmm. I would follow along with you and try to make the file as well. <clears throat> but being on YouTube obviously isn't going to pay, just pay the bills unless it does. Right. I don't know because I don't have enough followers yet to really be, or enough hours watched 
<clears throat> to have ads to create and generate revenue from that. So aside from YouTube and education, how do you feel about <clears throat> me creating, excuse me, <clears throat> I have a, something in my throat. How do you feel about creating like car files for, from Vectric? Like you if can I do were that. to do that and, and educate and then try to sell the file, like here's yeah. the project, here's how we get there, and then here's the file. Because I feel like there's got to be more to just having a YouTube channel and putting all this time and work. Because as you know, having a YouTube channel is very time consuming. All right. So there's there's four different things that you can uh, make money on and I'll, uh, uh, through that. And I'll walk you through the greater, you know, from the smallest to the biggest. The first is getting enough followers uh, on YouTube, enough subscribers. And uh, YouTube, in order to monetize YouTube, and what that means is enable to be allowed to put ads on YouTube, allow the ads to come on your, your channel, is, okay. is you have to have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of view time in a year. If you're good, you can do it, right? And right. And what I mean by good is solving the problems that people are are looking to have solved. And if you can solve the problem from their perspective, rather than like many YouTubers, like you said, you search around. Some people are talking way up here, right? And they're skipping right. stuff and they're not because they're not thinking about who they're talking to. Right. And so 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 you have to really right. think of this is why we do avatar work. Which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, so that's the first level. The next level is affiliate, right? So if you are you're you're, you're showing all the stuff, you're showing how to do epoxy pours, and you're you're talking about the machine and and router pits, and and then you say you know uh, links for everything will be down below that I've talked about in this video <clears throat> in the description, and you have affiliate links right. for all those. Okay, so. It's easy yeah. for someone to scroll down in there and say, okay, this is, you showed me how to use something. I want to use what you just showed me. There's a link. I go click it and I go buy it, right? And then that gives right. you a little bit of commission off that sale. So you want to run around and, yep, you want to run around, get affiliate links from everywhere that you can. That every product that you use, if they have it, you want to sign up for it. It becomes a bit of a pain. <laughs> to keep, to keep a good Excel spreadsheet. I'll keep track of it. Yep, you have to Excel yourself to death for sure. <laughs> um, Very good. Depending on what what price line of equipment, like if you're doing Amazon, right? You absolutely get an affiliate yeah. uh, thing from Amazon, right? But you only get like yeah, 3%, I, two to three percent. Yeah, I did the. Lot. I think it's called Amazon Associates. Yes. Amazon Associate, something like that. Just, yep, it's Amazon Associate. Okay. Awesome. And and yep, and you'll, I mean, I get two hundred bucks a month off of that. Right. People okay. buy the calipers I that I recommend or something like that. These little Dremel brushes oh. that, that that are so cool. But 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 it's up. It's kind of cool to watch it grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, yep. as you grow, that's going to grow too. We're stopping this podcast for just a moment to talk about why you might have gotten into CNC routers. Maybe you're one of those people who just tired of the nine to five and you want your own gig, kind of like everybody, <laughs> or you have come to retirement and looking for something to fill your time and 
grab a new sense of purpose. One of the things about retirement that we don't expect is we step out of the workforce and we don't matter so much in the world anymore and we need something to give us some sense of liveliness again and What's more important, at least to me, is some way to leave a legacy for family and grandkids. But along with that is the loss of community that you would find in work. And that's why I put together the CNC Entrepreneurs Facebook group. Now, entrepreneurs implies that we are out there in a group to make money with our CNCs and learn from each other how to do it, which that's what the group is based on. But it's not just that. It's for beginners who are trying to get into this and asking lots of questions. And the best part about it is it's a community. In CNC, there is a great community of creators, very supportive. The CNC Entrepreneurs Facebook group is actually one of the fastest growing CNC groups out there. So you may want to sign up to that and tie in with the rest of us and become part of the sisterhood and brotherhood that we tend to form. One of the things I found with CNC is many people that get into it and into this group are uh, or have been in the service, uh, military, police, fire, EMS, nursing, what have you. So that's another bonding point. I suggest or recommend that you join the group, CNC Entrepreneurs. That way you can make some new friends and you will find people in your area of all things, which is really cool. Then you can start to talk to each other and CNC together. Hey, I'll put a link in the description of this podcast or on Facebook. Just search CNC Entrepreneurs. You'll find it. Sign up and I'll see you there. Let's get back to the podcast. The The next thing you can do is you know, do classes, right? You can do online, one-on-ones, stuff like that, right? And you charge for your time. You've got a skill that people want. And you, you, you set your price according to your skill and your, your value, right? And then finally is uh, coming up with your own products. Okay. Right? And the, the way I determined uh, IDC you know, router bits was because that was a that was a problem I had. I was very aware of the problems I was having as I was getting into this. Even though I have years yeah. of CNC machining experience, I was in the metal industry. I was in the wood industry, so it was, it was like learning a whole new beast. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and uh, and also paying attention to what the, the common themes that were going on in Facebook. Right? And so I identified yeah. four, common, four common problems, and router bits was one of them. So the yes. idea, the best business you can get into is, is to, is to get into products. You can do okay. drop shipping if you want to, and you'll still get decent commissions off of that. But see, I think that's where a lot of uh, my issues come uh, from. What's that? I said, sorry, I think you cut out and I'd like popped in and didn't realize you were done. Oh. Um, so I think that that's where a lot of my struggle comes with is, of course, I'm only one person. Like the rest of us entrepreneurs, we're only one person. And you're trying to get all these products out the door, which is great. You know, it's great for business. But it is, as far as making like a next level business and not just being, you know, one level entrepreneur, you want to be keep moving up. I feel like the most successful entrepreneurs that I've ever met are, they have 
like 10 different streams of income. Like they're, like you said, they're an affiliate link. They're a YouTuber. They sell, you know, supplies online or they sell vector files, not vector files, but they sell files of some kind and they have all of these different mm -hmm. things that are coming in. And yep. that's what I've noticed. It's not just like they make charcuterie boards and that's it. Like, yes. Yeah. Multiple streams of income. Uh, and yes. I have that. I have, I have 16 streams of income. Holy smokes. Right. So, <laughs> oh, it, it, but, it, but, it, but it takes time to, to build that up. Right. You, but you work on, on the one. So affiliate. Yeah. Can be, you know, it, those are one, the, the epoxy you're working with, right. See if they've got an affiliate uh, thing. Yeah. You know, if you don't see it on a website, give it on the phone with them. Right. That's very so fair. Most of the companies I buy from are usually other, other entrepreneurs that are doing the same thing I am. Mm -hmm. Trying to grow their business. Yeah. So yeah. It looks like we've got a couple uh, more people. Yeah. AE Timber and Pine. Okay. Well, they still sell physical products, and that's his main focus. I've noticed that the custom files you make are what sell, and the sales. Um, I'm sure are sure. from YouTube projects. Yeah. So, so digital files is one is definitely a way to go. You mentioned that and, and with this particular statement, right? It's so people are always, we like it easy, right? We like convenience. That's why there's convenience stores. So if we can find a file yeah. that somebody's created us that, that, that we think is cool, right? Then, then by all means, right create the file and get it out if you make it if you make a file by all means get it out on that on etsy it's yeah. so easy to manage well, on etsy it's it's, it's stupid <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was just thinking about so i made this really cool um for any of you watching um over on my instagram page i made this 3d carve which was really awesome for me it literally was the second carve i've ever done 3d and I had a ton of people hitting me up. They're like, hey, can I get that file? Can I get that file? Um, and I was like, wow, I really didn't feel like there was such a need for it. But I think that that would be really beneficial to me because I am a very type A analytical type personality. So I have to have everything just perfect. And I think I was telling you this um, in a conversation we had previously is when I get on Etsy, and I know there's a ton of great creators on Etsy, um, but when I buy these files or just like SU SVGs or uh, DXFs, like when you try to put them in the Vectric software for the DXFs for our actual machines to carve, it's like there's way too many nodes or, you know, the vectors are cut or there's like, you know, a big glitch or something. And when I create my own files, which I create a lot of my own files, um, I am very type a about how mm -hmm. everything is laid out and then i have all the tool paths labeled and i have every tool and what it runs and you know all the specs so i feel like for a lot of new cncers that could be beneficial to have mm -hmm. you know dxf and or carve files out there that have everything downloaded so you can just plug it and play and make sure your feeds and speeds are good Right. So, so I'll, I'll share with you what I've done when it comes to files, right? It, it's not just, you can sell the files, get them up front. Uh, what I do is, so I've created a video that, that, that what just one of the videos is walks people through how to make their own clamps on their CNC router, right? 
And then I, and then I put the, I gave them the file. I converted it to SVG, XF, PDF, and and then I write up instructions that tell them how to set it up. And and I also give them the G code, right? And yes, and, and, the, and the vector and the vector file, right? Okay. I've created a video that literally walks them through it step by step. They can do it, but I also tell them in the video, if you want this file, you can go to Etsy and go get it, all right? And so nice. Right, and and it's all set up for you, and and so people like convenience, and so they go and buy it, right? And at the same time, and yep, in my I give them a set of instructions that tells them how to set it up, and then it takes these bits, and what do I do? I link those bits back to the IDC Woodcraft website. Perfect. That makes right? that so, makes total sense. So, yeah, right, that right. makes total and, sense. And, and the same, so they're so they're getting the education. Right, they've decided to buy the file, and then now, now they've got a file that all they have to do is plug and play, and all they need is these certain bits, and they're set to go. Right, so yeah. so that's that's creating two streams of income, and it's also giving value to other people at the same time because they're learning at the same time. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Ottawa, Canada. Hello. Yeah, the Tim. Thirty-four thousand feet. Oh, he's he's flying right now over Arizona. <laughs> Hi. Gotta, gotta love having Wi-Fi up in the air. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw my son popped on here earlier and said hi. So hi, buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you have the uh, um, have to ease into having help. Too much help will take it all your money. Hi. This a guy come in, staying in his hand. There are jobs that. Comfortable handling someone else to do. Okay, so this is this is talking about bringing in other people. So for the first year, year and a half, I did everything IDC myself, right? Until uh, at the beginning of the year, I I just I hit a glass ceiling. It was, I was so overwhelmed with emails and other stuff that it was getting really really hard to make time to do what I'd love to do, which was create content to teach you. You know, and I think that's creator. where I'm finding. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same same place. Okay, so so the first thing is, but you're not getting the revenue in order to get the the, the help to replace. Right. right? So yeah. that's that's where you got to pull back and and say what market do you really want to hit, and and if you, so, part of this is if this is what I want to go after, and this is this okay. is going to take this amount of time in my day we'll just say and that that means if this stuff is going to take this much time and they're crossing over you're that you're going to be pulling your hair out then you have to be willing to sacrifice the one and say this is where i'm going to go i'm going to stick with it i'm not going to let it go right you can't quit you can't no. do the shiny object syndrome the shiny object syndrome is shit this isn't working so now i got it now i'm going to try this after you know a few months yeah year this is i working. hate that now i'm going to i hate here. that i feel like we're all like that sometimes are we are we we want it to work this is why the the business mindset is is uh nothing happens fast but it happens with no. persistence right that's why i said listen to the book yeah. think and grow rich right you got to have faith in yourself book. yep you got to be persistent right you have to have the desire you got you clearly got the desire you got the persistence i do it's <laughs> the the purpose, right, is the clarity. So that's the clarity is, do I want to help people? Am I going to do that? And then you have to start working on 
learning how to help people and give it give them the help where they're looking you go to where the market's at for what you want to do so let me make a quick comment on that so even when so i'm obviously a woman they can't hide that uh <laughs> being in the cnc world which is predominantly men i mean there are some cnc women but if so i did a search the other day on youtube and i said women that cnc i think there were like two other women and one of them was like half naked like wearing some i mean she's really good oh like, she yeah knows that her stuff that but was, i was like yeah. what what is what is happening right now like i don't even know what this is and then there were like two other women so i know we talked a little bit about getting into talking about the avatar but so let's say i'm creating designs i'm teaching projects and i'm building my youtube channel at the same time and then minimizing all of my socials into what the one i want to work the most you you minimize the ones where people are going to hang out for what you're doing Okay, in my case, yeah. it's YouTube and Facebook, right? So, so, I, so I barely touch Instagram, uh, barely touch TikTok, even though people keep telling me to get on there. But uh, yeah. I've got 47,000 subscribers in YouTube. I've got 30,000 people lot. in the Facebook group. That's a lot right? of people. Uh, ID, yeah, ID, and, but it takes time. That's the patience, right? You just got to yeah. keep doing it. You got to create the, create the environment that they want to be at. And then you yeah. have to create the environment that they know that you're tied into, right? Just, you gotta, you gotta bring them in and say, "That's Kate. I like Kate. She's doing it. That maybe I can do it too." Yeah. So I guess I need a little clarity. So yes, I'm a mom. Yes, I'm working. Yes, I'm in the woodworking industry. But what would be my avatar since I'm in a mostly male predominant? industry oh my god you didn't just say that did you you just said you did the search right number one i did there's, there's, there's very few female channels out there number two you know how no many few. women feel the way you feel lots yes <laughs> but they're not seeing seeing that's what i guess i'm like you've got you know what a blue ocean is, don't you? A, a blue, I guess, a blue ocean? A blue ocean. So there's a red ocean and a blue ocean. You should, okay. You, your, next book, your next book needs to be blue ocean. Okay. The, blue, okay. the red ocean is where, where all – the blue ocean book uh, talks about big business, but it's the concept I want you to think about in it. The uh, red ocean okay. is where everybody's at. Etsy's a red ocean. Right. Everybody okay. and their brother are putting stuff on Etsy. The blue ocean is just two, three good female YouTubers out there teaching. That means okay. all you need to do is look at them and say, what aren't they doing? What you thumb to the comments in the channel and say, well, you know, what are the people asking? All right. Are they creating those videos? Are they really paying attention to the customer? Are they telling the story? Facts tell, stories sell, right? So that's why stories, your story, hmm. you're, you're being a mom, I you're, like you're, yeah. Um, your, your story, story yeah, absolutely. I, I, I tell the stories of, I tell my stories all the time, right? It's tell about the, 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 the fire run we had, 
you know, when I was a firefighter, right? And we, we yeah. lost a four-year-old girl in that fire, right? I oh, lost a grandson, a and, and, you know, it's, yeah, um, my wife died, my bad. I, you know, just, they, that sent me on a journey, right? I wanted to I put a gun to my head. I share all that stuff, right? Oh, because gosh. everybody goes in the spaces. Most people do at some point in their life, right? If we get vulnerable yeah. and open, it gives them permission to be, or at least vicariously, they can be vulnerable through us. That's very true. I really yeah. hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Let's check, see what else we got here. Um, uh, we were talking about the one where you, you get help. Yeah. So, so you're not in a place to get help. So that means you got to pull back and zero. And, and this oh, is where yes. you have to kind of pivot, right? You, you pivot into that zone where you, you really want to help somebody or yes. you know, where, where, where your heart's going to be, whether it's making projects or it's creating content. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to, I did, to I did hire a, um, a high school girl, her name's Amaya. She's fantastic. She's an artist um, to come in and do some artwork for me, some painting of the signs that are just so time consuming. I just don't have time to do it anymore. And she loves it because she's, well, she's in high school. She's 14 um, and she, she can't get a job because she's too young. So she's going to work for me over the summer doing like here, stand this here, stain this board, you know, mm -hmm. paint this sign. And she's happy as a clam to do it. So don't short sell the, the high school crowd because they're great workers for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Cheap, cheap labor. Yep. No, I don't want to say that, but they're most, most of the high schoolers that I've, that are friends with my daughter are really, they're good hard workers and they, mm. they honestly want to learn how to make money. And I feel like as a woman, I feel a little bit responsible to show them other, you know, other young girls that, Hey, you can own a business. It doesn't matter if it's, in a male predominantly driven world, you can still do it and you can still make money and make cool things and still be a mom and still be a wife. Mm -hmm. It may be predominantly male, but you're the one that's going to give it permission to be female. If that's the road you want to go down. Hey, I want to stop this podcast for just a moment. Are you brand new to CNC routers? If you are, then there's lots of things to learn, and you are probably one that pops all over YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube can be a pain because many YouTube creators don't really think about you, the beginner. At IDC Woodcraft, that's exactly who I think about. People who are just getting into it and really don't get the terminology, the lingo, and how to set up your projects, how to do designing, and how to run your CNC router, and do your finish work. Well, IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel is built just for those people who are asking those questions. So if that's you, you will certainly want to take a look and subscribe to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. I literally walk you through step by step in my videos that I create for you so that you can actually understand this stuff. And I don't talk in, in techno babble. I talk at the level of a beginner. That would be you. Go ahead and sign up and sub, or go to IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and subscribe to it and start checking out the videos. I even have a list of all the videos in order, so you may want to uh, check that out as well. That will just take you right up the ladder. Down in the description, there's a link for the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. Or just go to YouTube and search IDC Woodcraft and you'll find me there. And you and I, we will learn together.
All right, back to the podcast. And you create a Facebook group. I mean, you this I've talked to you enough, you know, saying this is this is your strength, the strong point, and women who CNC, right? That's the, that. Um, yeah. Of course, that's got to be in your heart, right? Whether you want to make yeah. or you want to teach, I can tell you that the money will come from the education. You'll get a lot more that way from making projects. I would agree and, with that. Um, yeah. Let's see what uh, Harold Snyder said. He watched my videos, and I'm trying to pick up his business name. Okay. What does IDC stand for? Well, IDC stands for I don't care. Well, duh. I mean, <laughs> no, IDC stands for uh, <laughs> Imagine, Design, Create. I love that. Yeah. I never put that together. That was on your old logo, wasn't it? Yeah. It was underneath it. Yeah. A lot of people, because because when you text the uh, people, when people text. I don't care. They type IDC. So every once in a while, people say that. Does your business mean I don't care? <laughs> but no. it's, it's a it's a good way to get people to remember it. I don't care woodcraft. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I have had some people, <laughs> mostly men will send me a private message and they're like rise and shine wood signs catchy i'm like that is not what that means okay that's yeah. not what that means there's yeah nothing, well you know what there's nothing so connected right so so the funny thing about that is remember that that is their mindset yeah that's how they, they see that in the world right yeah it's kind yes. of funny it's like um it is funny when when i'll sometimes when i put Facebook posts out and I promote on Facebook. I actually have paid ads yeah. going out. Uh, you know, like like the app, the IDC Woodcraft CNC router bit app that I just released. I got a paid ad. I'm spending $2,000 on that ad for the next two months, right? To get right. that app out there. And if whoever's watching this, if you, you're looking for <laughs> having the feeds and speeds right at your fingertips, go to your, your Apple Play Store, your Google Play Store, and look up IDC Woodcraft, download the app. Right. It is so helpful. In, so helpful. Yeah, and we're, we're continuing to work on it right now. We're working on getting different materials, different types of wood, setting the feeds to speech for that. And then I'll get oh, into the industrial, cool. industrial equipment. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so again, another comment. A woman teaching women how to CNC would be cool. This is coming from uh, Wade. He knows a woman that bought a CNC and he finally convinced her turn it on and now she's making it so this is so what wade just said right is yeah right so so you can be the one to help women not be so intimidated by this technology right guys are the same way yeah Yeah, guys are the same way but uh the women are are maybe more so i don't know well i think uh so we said something else uh there we go when she did, she was on her way. She already owned a laser and was making money with it. And seeing uh, CNC seeing, was a new mindset. And uh, so that was that was it. So CNC is a new mindset. So it's it's, it's like me. I got to learn laser now, right? I, I know. No I have no clue how to work the CNC laser. <laughs> well, I just got my CNC laser. I got the was it twenty watt? I think yeah. I think I got the twenty watt laser that attaches to the CNC um, 
I have the seven watt. I have the seven watt, which is nice, but this 20 watt is supposed to be able to cut through wood. It's supposed to be really cool. Um, I got it around Christmas time and I haven't even plugged the dang thing in because I'm mm. like, I don't know. I just, just not a laser girl. I'm a CNC girl. Can't help it. Yeah. It's in my, it's like right. in my blood. All right. I've got, um, when I, today I was counting my machines. I got one, two, three CNC routers and two CO2 lasers. Goodness. And neither of the lasers are getting touched right now. All right, and so you're one person. Now I'm one person, right? This is why I've had a, you know, I'm, I'm, I've had a point where I had to bring bring people on. So I've yeah. got, I got a developer now because I, we have to move forward, right? What what's the right. what's what? No one has a CNC router bit app. No one has that for this market. So I said, okay, let, we'll do it. No one has and a I'm decent gonna, router bit set other than you, that I found. That that's like why I put that like one a full together. set. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's so why smart. I put that together. Um, oh, by the app, I will link that at the description of this video as well. All right, so, yeah, cool. um, so Wade just kind of gave you some confirmation, right? That that there's another one. There's a woman out there. Uh, mm -hmm. There's one I've been talking to in Australia, right? She got into CNC and and was following so my cool. channel. Yeah, it, this is the other thing. So they're out there. They're just hiding. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is the other thing. This is why teaching what you know is so much, much more monetizable <laughs> is because making projects and selling them is great. And it's very relaxing, a lot of fun, and it's okay. If you yeah. want to build a business that can drive into a million-dollar business and, and beyond, then you got to think social, social capital. And social capital does that make sense? Do you want to say social capital? The more subscribers you have, yeah. the more capital you have. Capital gap, yeah. Capital potential. That's okay. true. And you have access to the entire planet. Where if you're just creating stuff, yes. you only have access to wherever you're marketing your, your wares to. Yeah. Hmm. So, so and this, this this is something to share with everybody who's watching right if, if, if right you can you can make stuff and that's perfectly fine if you are perfectly happy but if you really not but if you want to build a, a business that's going to generate a lot of revenue and help a lot of people soon if you have a giving heart to help other people teaching yeah. them what you know then the thing is to get your knowledge out there into social media Right. And, okay. And, uh, I want to unpack this just a little bit, like just okay. a little bit. So when I'm creating things, am I creating things like you do when you're teaching and you're creating projects like on screen, like screen recording teaching? Or am I teaching like actually using my CNC doing the project with them? Like where... You can do either and or both, either and okay. or both, right? The thing is, is giving them the, 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 the flow where it makes sense to them. This is why you have to understand your the avatar. And so for right. who's watching, what what an avatar is, it's, it's what we call your ideal customer. And it's not uh, 55 to 65. It's Frank, who's 62 years old. Frank is getting ready to retire. In your case, it's, you know, it's 
that's maybe uh, or it's uh, Andy in our comments. Right, or it's Andy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. For you, it could be burned out Brenda, right, uh, or whatever, who is who's yeah. 38 and has three kids. She's got a husband who travels all the time. She's been tired of being in the mom, uh, at-home mom, taking care of everybody and, and, and you know, changing, you know, washing everybody's dirty underwear, blah, 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 right? And, and, and she, just, she just has that hankering in her heart to go after something right so what you're doing is you're defining a specific person with a specific personality with yes. specific desires something going on in their lifestyle and the reason we do this avatar work it is so important to understand that we're talking about an individual is because okay. you when you're doing that you can get inside that person's mind yes right if I, you're thinking of a group yes. you can't get into everybody's mind no, and that's like where my brain is because I, you know, I have no problem saying it. I've always been a people pleaser. I don't know why, but I have been. And now that I'm like starting to age, I'm drifting away from that a little bit. But I've always struggled with trying to please the masses. And like, what is this project going to be that it's going to be so great? And now I'm just focused on like, I'm just going to do what I think will will work and yeah. quit worrying about what everybody else thinks. Let me show you something about pleasing the masses, right? <clears throat> That's um, that holds you back one from being you, right? Because yeah, we can't does. please everybody. And the other thing, it's the same thing in business. What we say, if you're trying to sell to everyone, you're trying <laughs> to please everyone, you're selling to no one, right? That's why we have to niche down. We have to have yes. a specific market. Let's take a look at, we're actually at the top of the hour. Let's take a look at some of these other comments here. I'm going to go right. back to, David, um, you said you're thinking about the Phantom series TLR with the lead. This is worth starting with. So, so what I will say is, and I've learned this. I, I bought a wood frame CNC router, a benchtop CNC router. Now I get the Phantom. Number one is, you know, I mean, if you get the space and the ability and the desire to say, I'm going to take this, I'm going to buy this machine, I'm going to make it take off, right? Then by all means, buy your last machine first, right? And that's it, it, kind of uh, that's throwing the cart before the horse, and you are going for it. You did that, right? You bought your last. I machine did that. First, you just went for it. I did. How about the yep. biggest one they had? Okay, because yeah, I love it. The other the the problem with that is now I've got three CNC routers, and I can only run one at a time, right? But but I'm I spend all my time teaching. I'm not I don't create a lot of products because I teach. Yeah. Right. I, I've had to sit back and look and say, I'm not a producer. I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. I'm a mentor. Yeah. I'm, you know, that's who I am. That's what fulfills me. So I don't need to make a bunch of stuff. I just need to pass on the knowledge so other people can make right. a bunch of stuff. Give them right. what they want, which ultimately, this is your avatar work. Why we're going into okay. it is why that, what is the avatar's pain? What is that person's pain? When okay. it comes to re when it comes to John, who's 62, his pain is he's losing his purpose. Right, his purpose was out in the world. Right. He was recognized Sorry. by everybody, interacted with the world. Now he's leaving the workforce in the retirement. It's like, geez, where do I belong now? I'm losing my social circle. It's scary. It is. Right? It, well, I know exactly how that is because I was a working mom for a long time. And I was telling my girlfriend that the other day we had breakfast and. I said, I miss like my social circle of people. It's hard to just be like 
at home with the kids yeah. all the time. That's the other side <laughs> of entrepreneur. You'll learn if you haven't learned already. It's it's lonely. It's lonely. That's why you it got is. to find the people that there's, there's fewer entrepreneurs, right? A lot fewer. It's basically three out of every hundred people are entrepreneurs, right? And that's the group that you got to find. And naturally, you will drift away from people who are not, and you'll drift towards those yeah. who are, right? If that's what you really have in your heart. Um, yeah. Not a Facebook user, something else that would be nice. A database program where you can do keyword searches of all your files. Oh, yeah. Good idea. There's um like a section like on the Facebook groups. There's actually like a files like tab, and you can link all of your files directly underneath that. Okay. Yeah, I don't one know of if the he's things on... specifically on uh, Facebook, or if he's talking maybe like on your. He's probably talking about on your app. It could be. Uh, yeah, so probably. those who use the app, there's a feedback button in the app. So any suggestions you have, please leave them in there because that's where we're getting the data from. We're not pulling it uh, anywhere else, you know, with my developer. So, okay. Uh, the app is great. I uh, love how you can select it tells, uh, what the speed dial is. Yeah. See, this is listening to the market, right? Took the data. They were saying, you know, it's giving RPMs, but they were asking, how do I know what the RPMs are on the, on the speed dial on the, on the trim router sort of thing? So told my yeah. developer, Let, let's add it in there. And so he did. Right. Yep. So, okay. Well, you have uh, that in your feeds and speeds on your actual like chart. It does tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Wade said you could do both. Yeah, both is which is projects like, and teach. Yeah. Yeah, you can do projects at the same time. The thing with teaching is it takes a lot more thought up front. Yes. Because for me, it's I'll create a video. And then I'm going back to the video. What did I miss? Right. I'm always coming from their perspective. Okay. Yes. There's a disconnect in this part of the video. I got to fill that in. Yeah. Right. I have to. I figured that out when I made that like start to end on the flag video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that video will, you know, it took me like, I don't know, five or six days to put together just because I was like, crap, I forgot like this little segment of video that talked about like this bit and this bit and the Z and the ugh, all the things. As, as much of a pain in the ass that is, it pays off because if you leave a gap in, in the content, they're going to be left with that gap. And from there on out, they're going to be confused because something's missing. Right? Yeah, and they're going to see somebody fears. else. Time to stop the podcast briefly. Are you considering getting a CNC router, doing research, and not really sure which machine you should be getting? I have created a video for you to help you out. It is called the Ultimate Buyer's Guide for CNC Routers. And what it does, it walks you through all the things you need to be looking for in a CNC router as you're considering making your purchase. For example, if you are looking at the really inexpensive ones, the $300 ones, you're looking for a paperweight, basically, those often come with missing parts. I have heard that story more often than not. So that's an example. But also the drive systems and the control systems on CNC routers and how they're built, these are things you want to be looking for to help you know what uh, 
is a good CNC router and what is one you want to stay away from. I will link down below in the description of this podcast that video so you can go check that out. So just want to make sure you have that tool at your hand so you can do the research the right way. Another thing you need to be looking for, just a little extra tip. Make sure you can get the company on the phone. <laughs> if you can't get a CNC router machine company on the phone, don't buy it. Okay, let's go back to the podcast. Kate, you're already making a connection with people hanging in with Gary Nuss, right? Make some content. Trust it. You can't fail if you don't try, right? Don't avoid failure. Yeah. Boy, brother, that's a, whew, that's a statement. I fail a lot. I feel failure. Like I got a whole scrap pile, little Kate's pile yep. of shame. Yep. Failure yep. is a good thing. Yes, it is. Helps you grow. People people don't like failure. They think, you know, we, but if, if you look at it, failure as a lesson, you know, say, what can I learn from this? Right. And it's also overwhelm. Overwhelm is a good thing too, if you're learning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, so. in constant state of learning. That's for sure. Okay, I'm just gonna bug through these. Uh, need eighth inch shank for the bits. Um, assuming you're talking about the app. Uh, we're working on all that. Again, suggestions for the app. They need to be uh, left in the feedback in the app. Listen to our viewers. Not all negative comments are negative. No. I so wholeheartedly agree with that. Right. Right. Yeah. If if we look at it from a perspective, everything is a lesson. Right. Then then uh, on YouTube comments, people are leaving me suggestions and ideas. I I listen to it. it, it yeah. Yeah. I do too. But, but what I don't do is I don't steer off of who I am. You know, if 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 they yes. suggest things that. The, like audio, like people always comment, "Hey, your audio's off," and I'm like, "Oh, I've been yeah, trying so to just, figure figure stuff out like that." But you know, and then people leave helpful suggestions, which is so nice because you know, it's it's nice, it's refreshing to you know have somebody else chime in and say, "Hey, try this instead of that," and it's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." All right, um, let's see. Okay, so Harold, if, if I send my business proposed name, will you give me some feedback? Um, yeah, I'll give I'll give you feedback. One of the things I want to say about naming your business, um, it's good to think about what the customer is going to interpret in that name before you actually come up with the name. Now, there's two things you can do. You can actually come up with a formal business name that uh, that's an ABC company doesn't mean anything to anybody right mm -hmm. but your your name that you're that you're giving out to the world can be something else but you have to remember that you you, you have a legal entity name that you have to report through so ideally it's as simple to say yeah what what how will the customers interpret what this name is i see a lot of uh, cnc creators saying you know they call a business Johnny's Woodshop, right? It's very general, generic, um, doesn't yeah. necessarily uh, give new customers the idea of what they do. Right? Yeah. 
it, the, the, your standard customers, your word of mouth customers are going to know. But, but if you want to grow the business, you want to get people in there, then, then think about, think about yeah. how the customers can interpret your name. Um, got a bunch of hearts from Bear, Bear Claw. Right. <laughs> and uh, Andy, uh, you got the app also. In fact, same company sells quality bits for numbers and move from minute. Uh, you see, well, that's cool. I don't mind. Uh, speaking of that, uh, we are we are getting ready to uh, we are getting ready to put together the tool database for Carve Code as well. If you go to my website, I all tool databases are now directly available on the site. I used to have a sign-up page when I did updates. Um, but now it's directly available on the site. Up at the menu, it says Downloads. Go, go there, and you can download the latest database for Fusion 360, Vectric. Got it for Carbide Create, and we're working on Carco. Won't do it for ESOL. I'm sorry. ESOL is a pain in the butt. So I would uh, agree. Vectric all the way. Yeah. Or Carveco. Uh, growing and outsourcing. Careful who you partner with. Yes. Um, that's a little more advanced, but yeah, you don't want to partner with somebody without a, without a very clear agreement. Yeah, very clear contract. Still okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a few of those too. Yeah, uh, about the file management program. Just talking about the case where you have. Okay. Well, all my digital files are on Etsy. I don't. I don't have any digital files on my website. If, if that's what we're talking about. Um, that's. I'm looking for. I'm looking for the business comments. Because we're running a little bit past, so we'll go about, about five more minutes. Um, so no such thing as failure, right? Just a setback. Um, it's actually a lesson. So any questions about business? And uh, at the well, while well, give people the opportunity to ask questions here. Yeah, sure. Well, your your task, Kate, at this point is to really sit down and think which direction you want to go in. Right now, if you decide to be a teacher. You don't necessarily know how you'll monetize it, but monetizing will come. You will you'll learn the okay. market. Things will start to jump out to you from the market. But by all means, as you're creating content, get affiliate links. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a to do on the list. Um, and if you don't see it, if you don't see it on a website. Uh, become a, a program associate or affiliate, whatever. Call the company up. I did that with um, with Shark. So Harold Mayberry, uh, oh, okay. I created a video. He, he had a Shark, so he called him up and I said, you know, do you have an affiliate? I'm doing a video. This guy's using a machine. I'm gonna, I'll show your machine and you know let people know that's that there. Yeah, that's so what the affiliate. one the one sticky thing about Onefinity is they don't have an affiliate program, so. That kind right. of stinks, but they're growing. They're getting bigger. You know, yeah. they're based. They're based in Canada, so hopefully one day they will. But um, right, some companies don't. It's like Vectric, but you can also find companies yeah. like with Vectric. I ask people to buy it through the Longmill website. If the, you know, if I've helped 
them, then I ask them oh. to use my affiliate link, right? Because That's smart. you can buy directly from Vectric or from the other companies. Yeah, companies, you can. But I have an affiliate link with Vectric with the formula. So I add that yeah, and then it gives smart. me a little credit. Okay. Um, Thank so, you. So, uh, Do, do, do. I froze up for a minute, didn't I? There we go. All right. Harold said thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad you all are joining in with me, too. Yeah. You're joining in with us to learn as long as I'm learning. Uh, so learning how to write HTML and making a web page. You can start to do local hard drive and link and pictures if you have that many files oh um so i come from a different school of thought hire people that are experts at html and let them do it <laughs> right <laughs> in, in business this is That's another thing in business yeah as as a brand new business owner you got to learn all the ropes but eventually you've got to uh you've got to outsource otherwise you can't get over a million dollar company it, it's the, the what got you here will not get you to the next level. So wherever you're at now, the way you That's think will That's why not, we're having will, these conversations. Yes, yeah, so where you're at now, you're, you're stuck, is because you don't know how to get to the next level, you don't have the mindset yet. So that's why we're saying, now you gotta yeah. think, you gotta think about your market, you gotta think about what you wanna do, and you have to give yourself permission to down, tone down the other stuff, and focus in on that, and then yeah, stay with it. like mute. Just stay over there. All right. Oh, all right. Let's see. Do affiliate links lead to free stuff? Affiliate links are links that you get commission on. So if you buy a product that I've linked to Amazon uh, from the videos, then you buy that product, I get a little bit of commission off that sale, even though it still costs the same. The beauty behind that is, is while someone's there and they buy something else, you're getting commission off of that as well, right? Affiliate links are not, right. uh, do they lead the free stuff? Okay, so um, maybe I misinterpreted this question. Um, once you get your name out there enough, companies will start coming to you. Yeah, I think that's where that question is yeah. stemming Com from. Companies will Kind of like you did with like the Monport laser. Yeah, the uh, um, CA glue, CA glue. Yeah, that would right. be a nice one because I use a lot of that stuff. All right. So, oh, okay. Let's see. Percentage wise. Um, um, yeah. There's one that, hang on, it says, um, for me, it says, Kate, how do you balance your time between making videos and making products? Ooh. Well, that's a kind of a loaded, loaded question there. Well, let's see. Making videos usually happens while I'm making projects. So I try to do the two simpatico. Um, and then a lot of times the project goes and blows up in my face, like as many of you know. Because um, usually if you're trying to use, shoot a YouTube video and make a project, there's always inevitably something that will blow up in your face. So like yesterday, I was, I had this really cool like red, white, and blue epoxy. I was making a clock and I was shooting some content on it. 
And when I was in Vectric and I was like, okay, we're going to rotate, you know, showing them how to rotate the handles around. So then that way you're not trying to place them exactly the exact same using that array tool. And I typed in 12 because I was making a clock and I went to go carve it out. And then I was filling in the like the clock um, pieces where I had grooved out and I realized this is embarrassing. Don't shame me too badly. I <laughs> I realized that I punched in the number 12 and I made 12 little arrays, but I already had one that I started with. That's what I made Ray Ray with. So I now I have 13 little marks on my clock. Oh, you have oh, a 13 God. hour clock. <laughs> yeah, I have a 13 hour clock. I'm like, oh my right. God, this is terrible. Right. So, you know, I mean, shit happens. What are you going to do? Right. So what I'm going to, honestly, what so, I'm going to do is turn it over and, you know, okay. so, I don't know. So about, fix it. But to the question, how do you balance your time in making videos to making products? But this is kind of, part of the... that's, that's part of this discussion really is yeah uh, i mean because, it's uh... because you're, you're trying to do both but you didn't really have a rhyme or reason in the way you're creating your content right is you just yeah that's a that's a good point i'm uh you know now that i'm sitting here actually like processing that in my brain thinking about that there is no rhyme or reason I feel like I just try to pick a good project that I know other people would like and shoot the content. So I think I need to be really, I need to be more intentional with my time and what projects I want to try to shoot a video on. Because if I'm just like, oh, I'll just wing it and try to do it on this, then that's not going to work out because I wasn't being intentional. I didn't have a goal in mind. Yeah. So the, the idea is find out what the market likes to make or wants to know how to make and create mm -hmm. that and shoot a video on that. And, and yeah. so you're killing two birds with one stone. The idea basically on this question is you can't really balance, you can't be product making and creating content at the same time with intensity on both ends. You just can't do it. There's not enough yeah. for one person to go around unless you hire people to help you. Yeah. And I have a little bit of a squirrel mentality sometimes. So, I'm like, I'll work on this project and then I'll shoot some content on this. And I really am trying to be more intentional on how to focus and not just be off in the weeds. Right. Okay. Uh, 19 EOS was, was trying to figure out. So every company has its own percentage. I was just approached by a software company yesterday or the day before, and they have a 50% perpetual commission for one year. So it's a subscription software. And if I create a video on it and make sales, then I will have 50% of the sales of the subscription. Nice. Right? That long mill, they pay me a percentage, but it's not nearly that much, right? CA glue probably pays me 7%, right? Uh, Amazon, 53%. They all go different different percentages. Um, it's, it's, so the idea is to find the ones that, if you just think you, this is this is more thinking ahead. If you're yeah. if you're selling the epoxy, sell the one that you like, and make sure you have the affiliate commission or whatever it is. But um, yeah, the idea is is to get as much affiliate information as you can, 
There's yeah. many affiliate links. Now, you don't get rich on affiliate links unless you're really hammering out there, right? You, right. you can't create one video and expect that, that that's going to, to generate a lot of revenue, right? You, you've got to draw people to you, right? Um, and the way you do that is by being consistent inside of a window or something. So you're doing CNC and then you epoxy pour, right? This is all part of the same trend. So you can teach about the epoxy right. stuff, right? Yes. It's all part of the same thing. Um, so we're still, we've gone way over. Okay, this set aside one to three hours. Then I'm going to do this last one and we'll knock uh, two more. What platform do you recommend to start with to sell products, Steve? Um, go ahead, Kate. Oh, uh, well, well, I will say have a website, number one. Yeah, not everybody can afford a website up front, though, um, especially when you're, you know, just starting to sell products. Mm -hmm. I would say start by getting your name out in your community. Maybe start small. Uh, maybe start with the farmer's market, um, something like that. I don't know where you live. Um, you know, maybe hit up some of the local businesses and see if you can get some of your products in their stores to be able to be featured. And then your name starts to get out there. Um, that's what I would, I would personally start with. And then if you want to start branching out to Etsy, um, you know, maybe when you get some more photos, it's just that little bit of experience just really starts to ramp you up because, I see a lot of people that try to start out on an Etsy and they've never sold anything before and they've never photographed products or they've never used, you know, backdrops or the right lighting and things like that. And it just kind of sets like it sets the wrong tone for your business. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I will, I will say on your personal Facebook. Just start getting pictures out of your yeah. personal Facebook. Because guaranteed, if you do enough and let enough people know that you're creating stuff on CNC, someone's going to jog somebody's thoughts to say, hey, can you make this? All right. But the, the, the drawback is you get, yeah, it happens to all of us. The drawback is, is you get yeah. way too many different things coming at you, right? It, it, you yeah. can't niche. You can't niche and do a certain thing. But if you're just starting out and learning, then it's, it's okay to do it that way. Just to get the experience on working your equipment and yeah. I think it's really important too, because for a lot of you that are new and don't know me that well, um, or know me at all for that matter, I have only been CNCing for about 14 months. And so like my friendship with Garrett, when I first started was when I very first started, I had no idea what I was doing. So I've been caught in this weird spot, I guess you guys, you know, if you follow along with our journey, you get to see me grow into a business where I'm creating and educating and doing all things, these things like, you know, goal, creating these goals for my business, but I'm right where you were, Steve, you know, I was starting out, I was trying to figure out what products to sell. And everybody was like, can you make a name? Can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And I've gotten stuck in that, like, I don't want to make just like everything anymore. I want to start niching down and I want to start making a profitable and successful business. And as Garrett said, I don't want to just stay here making the same, you know, off one off projects here and there. I want to take it to the next level. And that's why this mentoring and these conversations are so valuable. Okay. Good. Right. I'm glad that yeah. helps. Uh, yeah. 
absolutely. Um, okay, just set aside one to three hours throughout the week to make content. I find scheduling and consistency is key. Consistency is more important than anything else and when it comes to the algorithms of Facebook, YouTube, whatever. Um, but if you're, you're making content, you can make a cheesy yeah. video and just get your stuff out there, <laughs> right? And you get better yeah. as you go. Yeah, yeah, I'm still ashamed of my first two videos, right? They're still out there public, <laughs> out in public, but oh, you know, yeah, you know, so I can look back on it and say, look where have I, well, look where I've come to, right? So yes, uh, but it's it's never quitting, never giving up. So your task, Kate, is to really make a decision of where you want to go in your business, right? And do you want to become okay. an educator? Then that's where you got to steer to, and and then. We make the decision on platforms and how to do it, right? You already know YouTube is where you need to go to teach. Yes. Facebook is where you need to go to create your group, women who see and see or whatever. The task. And your task, yeah, I for, can't remember who you are in the group, but when I create that group, you need to send your friend to sign up for it or to join, not sign up. Right. Oh, let's see. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Wade. Yes, it was Wade that had the friend. So, Wade, you need to tell your friend to look for women who see and see. That's another thing. We have to figure out a good name, a good name That's for the it. group. Your group. You know, women who see and I, see. What I keep telling you is you're a woman. You're going to attract women who are, who are kind of the same mindset as you, right? Coming yeah. from the same... Women who see and see is, is is like the best name on the planet because it's so clear. What <laughs> it is very like. clear, right? And that's going to attract them. Sounds like we have a winner. Nope. It's called copy. It's called copywriting. You know what copywriting is. Yes, I do. So right. Tim, um, I will sign up if you allow men in that group. That's a good question. You know? So that's up that's up to you to to think about it. Who's your avatar? Who's your avatar going to be? All right. If yeah. you're going to create an avatar of women who see and see, then you create the criteria. Okay then. It's definitely something right. to think about. Well, no, thank you, a, uh, Tim. I appreciate your candor to want to join it to to sign into the group. That's exciting. Right. Yay! Right, right. Okay, well, we've gone quite a ways over, so yes, we're we going to wrap up, and uh, for all those who have stuck through this, I hope that you've gotten something out of this. Kate, what did you gain from from this hour and a half? Oh my goodness, so much. Um, I know I have a new book to read. I've learned more about my affiliate links. I have learned... Um, that I need to up my game. I need to figure out what exactly I want to niche. What do I want to educate? How do I want to do that? And how to be a better entrepreneur. By getting entrepreneur, a mentor, I think that was my yeah. number one thing. Yeah, the idea is to get a skill. You have to get, you have to develop skills, but you need the guidance to get the skill, right? And so, right. <clears throat> yeah. But the, the first thing is now. Where are you going to go? What is this that you're going to do? Right. Find, find my avatar and work on my niche. 
All right. Uh, last, uh, Steve said, how often do I do these mentoring videos? Kate and I have done one before, uh, but uh, we're going to, I'm going to be shooting for once a week. Yep. All right. So Wednesdays, Wednesday seem to be the day. Yeah. 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 Wednesdays at eight o'clock. So life has gotten, life is a little crazy over the last couple of months for me. So we weren't able to schedule. Okay. CNC brothers and sisters, I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft. Make sure you go get the IDC Woodcraft CNC router bit app. I uh, will link it below this video later, uh, or you can go to your app store and get it. It's free. It gives you all the feeds and speeds. And uh, Kate's, Kate's YouTube channel, Rise and Shine Wood Signs, right? Yep, you got it. Yeah. Yep, she may have changed that, that. To, to women who CNC as well. <laughs> it's called we consistency. Uh, oh boy, I know. I know that that that's gonna oof. That's gonna be a tough bite. But I know, mm -hmm. I know. When you were talking about even changing business names, I or picking a name that was consistent, I was like, I know, I know what's coming. It's coming down doesn't the road. Mean, doesn't mean rise and shine has to go. Hmm. I'm right. open to that. that. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, CNC brothers and sisters, thanks for hanging out, and we will shoot for next Wednesday. Kate, All bid right. you farewell, and I will end this. Adios. Bye, guys. Have a great night. And there you have it. There's episode two, and you even learned some other things about Kate. Now, this conversation went in a certain direction of her wanting to help people. Why? Because we dove into Kate a bit to start to understand what her passion is. That's what you want to do with yourself, is understand your passion and how you want to go about it. So the whole point is the same. This is about finding your niche. In the CNC world, there are many, many different niches you can get into. And the sky is the limit. For example, I know someone who just makes wooden signs for the back of boats that have the names of the boat on it. That's their niche. Very interesting. I know someone else who just makes the boards underneath weight tables. The, I guess I don't know what they call them, but uh, it's where people lift up heavy weights and they drop them down on the floor. So they're pads from the floor, but he carves into them designs. That's his niche. Very, very niche down and doing very well. This is why you want to work towards a niche. You can't find it overnight, but it does take some brainstorming and thinking about what you want to pursue. So I hope you found this episode uh, interesting and educational. And you can always jump onto the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and start learning about CNC routers if you're relatively new and looking for something to do differently than what you're doing right now. CNC routing is very creative. It feels good inside. It's fun to create, fun to watch things carve out. And the best fun is when you're giving things to other people and they're going, wow. Have a great day, better tomorrow, and happy CNCing.